Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Rendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave that, uh, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, leave us a rating, a review, or a comment. It really does help the show. And of course, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, where we have a variety of reward tiers. And of course, at the $20 a month tier, you too can be part of this show, Matt Chat. This is where we reach out to the friendos at that $20 tier. And we say, hey, friendos. Hey, friendos. Send us your video questions. Yes, please. And we will answer them yeah, or yeah. debate them or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, anyways, uh, we'll hop right into it. Uh, of course, CM Punk seemingly weekly, maybe even a couple times a week, has been on the media stump. Well, he's got a movie to promote, you know? And, of course, every time he goes out to promote said movie, was it The Girl on the Third Floor? Something like that. Uh, he's asked a question, uh, so uh, when are you getting back to this wrestling thing? And uh, seemingly, His answer now is when, when, when I get the money. Yeah, when the check clears. When the money's big, mm-hmm. then yes. So anyways, Rich has a question about what kind of money are we talking about? Let's see what Rich has to say. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here. Now that CM Punk has officially now changed his mind again and said he is open to a return, what contract amount do you think he'll be offered versus how many years? And similar to a question I asked not too long ago, uh, I think on the Raw thread or something, is it too early to count him in for Mania or for even the Rumble? But let me know. Now that he keeps changing his mind and now he's open to stuff, what exactly is it going to take and what will he accept? Let me know, boys. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. All right, man. Uh, you go first. On I go first. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to take like uh, uh, the money that they start doling out for people to come back for like Crown Jewel and stuff. Mm-hmm. The huge money. Mm-hmm. You know, like mid six figures we're talking. Yeah. It's like the Brock mid six figures or seven figures. I'm thinking seven. seven sorry, yeah, seven. seven figures, yeah, sorry, yeah. mid seven figures. We're yeah. talking like five million like, up. I would think. Yeah, like Tyler uh, Breeze makes mid six figures. Yeah, yeah sorry, uh, millions, millions. Yes, uh, I, I, something tells me Punk's probably not inclined to do the 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 Crown Jewel shows though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I agree with your answer as far as when he might come back. I think the options that Rich listed are all kind of too soon. 
because we don't know what kind of reshape he's in. The, well, here's the thing. Here's his, the thing. his trajectory right now is like he's coming back this week. I know. Um, but here's the thing. Imagine if he were to show up at the Rumble, not in a sort of wrestling capacity. Oh, sure, yeah. Pipe Bomb 2.0. Yeah. Uh, the Rumble was the last show he ever did mm-hmm. in 2014, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So six years later, mm-hmm. it's a nice symmetry to things from a storytelling perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if he's going to have a match at Mania, so be it. You know, he says he's open to it. Now he says he's open to it, even though for years he said he wasn't interested at all. Ooh, yeah. Um, so I guess possibility this is going to happen. It probably will happen at some point. Uh, until it actually does happen, uh, I don't think it's a certainty it's going to happen, though. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's going to take a large paycheck for him to come out yeah. and do it because it's not just getting back out to performing. It's, and granted, he's been doing the MMA training, so I'm sure he's in great shape. But that's different than pro wrestling training. Mm-hmm. And as we saw when he came out uh, with the mask and the hoodie on. Oh, lay off that. He, you harp on that way too much. It was an ugly GTS. It was not a good-looking GTS. None of the none of his GTSs were ever good-looking, man. They are better looking than that one was. And on top of that, you can't judge the guy off of one GTS. He came out. He's probably all nervous because he had to keep that mask on. He has a hood on. And uh, he drops the guy with a GTS. You're he was a, a bigger CM dude. CM Punk apologist. Got that right, buddy boy. All right, go ahead. Man, have him come back at the NXT after Crown Jewel. You want to destroy AEW in one fell swoop. You pay him all sorts of money to show up on NXT. Then get to NXT, Adam Cole takeover match. CM Punk wins the NXT title. Uh, then he shows up with that title, kind of like Kevin Owens did when he won the NXT title. And he's like, hey, I didn't even want to come back to Crap Raw or SmackDown. I'm on NXT, and I'm going to defend this in the main event of WrestleMania. I don't know. That's a bit silly. But, uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, and I have here at the NXT after Crown Jewel, which is like literally a couple of weeks from now, which isn't going to happen. But my God, he does seem every single every time nowadays he opens up his mouth. Uh, it's about coming back to wrestling. I half expect him to say next time he does an interview. Oh, I'm very, I'm very sorry. Training. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're, you're right about everything. How much money it's going to take for him to come back. Uh, it's going to take a lot. I guess the only question at that point is, uh, does W. I mean, look, you'd think that every time they, they, at least once a month on Raw or SmackDown, you get CM Punk chance still. I mean, it was last week on Raw. It was mm-hmm. kind of a crap crowd, to be honest with you. But, um, but I mean, it's right now it's in the same league, pretty maybe not as the what chance, uh, but it's, it's definitely number two in terms of annoying crowd chance. Um, and I'm not thinking that that's like necessarily their litmus test for is there still a demand for this guy. But I think the fact that everybody blows up YouTube uh, like us uh, with speculation over any time he opens up his mouth yeah. about CM Punk, I would think that would lead uh, WWE to believe that, yeah, there's money to be made with this oh, guy. Oh, yeah, I think that'd be plainly self I would think so. I would think so. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the question is, would they back up a Brock Lesnar-esque Brinks truck for Punk? Um, I they, they might. I mean, look, Vince is all about popping those short-term ratings. That would certainly do it. That would accomplish it. That would certainly do it. The sad thing is, uh, they they would probably do it in the lamest way possible. Of course. Like if the question is how would they book it, it'd be great if there was some surprise. All of us, you know, Triple H is out there or whatever. All of a sudden, cult of personality hits. But it would it would be like some. Cheesy, They're gonna announce it on Twitter. Or on they the would announce it like on that. Twitter. Yeah, I know. Exclusive yeah. on WB's The Bump. CM Punk is coming back. Yeah. Something exactly. like that. No drama to it whatsoever. Uh, next guy, question from Christopher Ampersod. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is, I want you guys to debate if Ronnie Rich should go to AEW or stay at WWE. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Now I see why you wanted me to go first. The previous question, because you want to go first on this one. Uh, what is this? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, no, I just you had a, a better written answer on that last one. Um, should Randy Orton go to AEW? Hell yes, he should. They should back up that Brock level Lesnar level Brinks truck. Give Randy Orton all the money, whatever WWE offers him, double it. Vince will easily be able to outbid them, but uh, they really should take an an honest stab at Randy Orton. Um, I think it would be shocking, absolutely shocking. Uh, for him to show up on, on Dynamite, I think it would be a total needle mover. I think lots of people would tune in. I think people are kind of fascinated with, uh, you see both Jericho and to, I think, a bigger degree, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose in WWE. You've seen what they can do outside the WWE system and how, honestly, better it can be. Um, Randy Orton might be the opposite of that. If he gets a giant AEW paycheck, he might shift into Kevin Nash WCW mode. That's a definite possibility. And that's why he should stay in WWE. <laughs> All right, fine. Go ahead, then. He should stay in WWE. Because of that, he already has, seemingly, motivation issues. If he's not in a story that he's either really into or is high profile, he cruises, man. Yeah. And if he's getting that, he's got that, uh, that, that posh schedule. He's working one day a week, collecting huge paychecks, cruise. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and I could be wrong. And, and if he's put in this position, I hope to be. I hope I'd be proven wrong. He's not the type of guy right now. I think in his career, again, if I'm wrong, it's fine. Where he can put the company on his back, like Jericho's putting AEW on his back. The, it's a team effort, but he's stepping up, saying, "All right, dude, hop his, on, let's go." His presence alone, yeah, for a week or so. But he's not gonna be doing like Jericho's out there doing press. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. I I kind of disagree, and maybe maybe. Him using social media and Twitch streams, among other things, to uh, to advance this narrative that he is educated in outside in stuff going on outside the WWE. He's soliciting uh, Will Ospreay for matches. Yeah, he's talking up Sammy Guevara on yeah. Twitch streams. You know what? Leverage. I agree totally. Leverage. But at the same time, what if there is the twenty percent chance that Randy Orton? actually is really in tune with stuff outside the oh, WWE entirely possible. and would actually enjoy putting on a match with Will Ospreay or Sammy I'm Guevara. I'm sure he would enjoy it, nonetheless. But here's the other thing about Randy. The motivation could come at that point. I don't know. What the- I don't know. I don't make the man tick. I don't know. Uh, the other issue is AEW, by and large, everybody's like a really exceptional wrestler. Orton, uh, by all accounts, he's a really safe worker. Um, he's not known for necessarily putting on five-star classics. Yeah, but dude, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't I, know how his very particular WWE style of wrestling would mesh with some of the stuff that's going on in AEW right yeah, now. Randy Orton can be a very good storyteller. He can look be. at okay, look at look at how far Cody has come over the past twelve months. This dude has put on at least two match of the year candidates I over the past that, but, twelve but months. Cody has expressed publicly a desire to improve as a as a performer. Yeah, sure, but here's the thing: all you need is a really good story going into it. And then tell a really good story in the ring, and you don't need fancy moves. You just need some like no, I'm real not, high I'm not drama. talking about him doing topes or, I or think, shooting star. Presses. I think Orton is absolutely capable of it. Outside that, I think that is one thing that being outside the WWE system has taught us. It's that a guy like Dean Ambrose, who I did not think, I did, I honestly thought that was the kind of guy who would be totally fine collecting that fat paycheck and didn't want to get involved in death matches. And boy, was I wrong about that. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, my gut says, yeah, probably not with Randy Orton. He's probably doing that for A, to troll Vince, 
and B leverage for, for, for a for, fat paycheck for leverage. But he knows he's look. He could be he could be completely silent on social media and still get that fat paycheck yeah, regardless. I think he's kind of a troll. Yeah, he's a bit of a troll. Uh, that being said, it would be very interesting to see a guy like Randy Orton, who, yes, has been in WWE his entire career. What would it be like if he wasn't in the WWE? And, and would he be able to have a Cody-esque renaissance in the ring? It would all be it all depend on if he's willing to challenge himself. If he's not, then it's not going to happen. If he is, then there could be improvement across the board and he could be interesting. But it's all dependent if he's willing to challenge himself. Yeah. That's it. And if he, if he, he gets out, if he gets out, if he if he is let loose, and he's like, you know, Putting everybody left and right, shoving legends downstairs. I mean, here's the thing about Orton. One one thing that we've seen, he's not always unmotivated. No, he's, he's decent- motivated when he's got somebody he likes to work with. Doesn't that show you that the guy, if he's got something interesting and creative in front of him, here's the thing, he's but, about it. He, the difference between a, a motivated and an unmotivated Randy Orton is a, a motivated Randy Orton is is Reasonably enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I think it's very enjoyable he to can watch. Be very enjoyable, especially these days when he gives so few f's. Hold on, but but he never really transcends to must watch. Whereas unmotivated Randy Orton is like watching paint dry. Yeah, but I I enjoy motivated Randy Orton, I and on top too. of that, I enjoy it too. But again, I'm not going to tune in just to see motivated Randy Orton. I think a lot of people would. I think okay. a lot of people would. I think your mind would be changed. I didn't think I'd ever tune in just to see Cody. And oh my God, that dude has turned he himself. Ch- he has challenged himself to become a better wrestler. I, I don't think that you can say that Randy Orton wouldn't do that. I don't. I'm not saying I, I. I can't say definitively wouldn't. I'm just going by what he's shown us. That even in opportunities where, he, yeah, he may not be in the most interesting storyline, that's an opportunity to take the most of the of, of of whatever you're doing. Challenge yourself to make crap better. When Cody was in WWE, he did that. So yeah, he, right. did. he did. He did. He right. did. Anything Cody got in WWE, he did to the fullest. Yeah, that's can't a good. Say point. the same for Randy. That's a good point. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, got a question from Jacksonville. Yeah. Number one. Who are you going to say? Guillaume Halili. Yeah, Guillaume. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Guillaume Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week I want to know, we're about a month into AEW becoming a a weekly TV show, uh, AEW Dynamite, and it has truly been a fresh air uh, just to watch something different. So that leads to what my question is, Um, in the past month, what has 
been different in all of like the pro wrestling landscape what are things that you guys have noticed that has just um changed a little bit um doesn't matter what promotion no just want to know what you guys think all right later guys too sweet hearty handshake uh peace thank you guillaume thank you guillaume you go first all right uh I feel like excitement levels across the board are just higher. You noted here, uh, WWE has decent credibility. Is that true? Like, is there attendance I just, up? I don't know if I wasn't talking initially about attendance. I just felt like they're, they're they seem more vocal. Yeah. Um, ever since, especially ever since, I know ever since SmackDown went to, to Fox. Like that crowd in LA was good. This the last three weeks, it feels like WWE crowds are a bit more excited to be there. They have Maybe. been doing. I mean, they've been doing a bit more special event level stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean there any. There, the possibility is that they're not obnoxious. You mentioned the the CM Punk chance the other night. The what obnoxious? The what chance? Yeah, obnoxious Even still. Wholesale, God. Yeah, um, but I feel like the people are just feel in general more excited about professional wrestling than they have in a very long time. And yes, a lot of that is is it has to be attributed to AEW because it seems it feels like a breath of fresh air. Um, but then you got that you mentioned in your answer here. NWA Power. Er. Um, a lot of people, I still need to check it out. A lot of people are really excited about that. Man, it's so um, much fun. Bountiful Glory apparently was a really good show. Impact yeah. just had their debut on Access this past, oh, I think it's next week. Next mm-hmm. week it is. Um, so uh, Impact fans are going to be really excited about that. There's a lot to be excited about. New Japan having their own American subsidiary. Something to be excited about there. There's a lot of excitement, I feel like, and that hasn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what kind of wrestling you watch, what kind you like, uh, there's something to there's something for you. There's something to get excited about. And it, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like people are quite as well. They're still cynical and they're still jaded, but there's some there's a bit more genuine excitement going on right now. I think that people. I think you're right. I think people are more engaged right now, and that can be that can be that can be a positive thing with like healthy crowds. Uh, you know, uh, fans that are engaged in the action that they're seeing in the ring. Um, it can also uh, be reflected in a negative way. You see a lot of that on Twitter or in our YouTube comments, uh, you know, when uh, depending on the day or the topic, we're either WWE shills, AEW shills, NXT shills, we're shills for something. Um, so there is a lot of engagement. The engagement is up uh, and excitement. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think one thing that's really exciting is that you know, between NWA, AEW, uh, WWE, um, you know, the idea of NXT uh, Japan possibly, possibly around the corner, a lot of wrestlers are getting paid money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I, I think that's all true. Um, I just wonder, nobody, nobody is, so AEW is, is, is getting to the point of sort of like must-see, but I really wonder, I, I think that WWE especially has so many pieces in terms of like how wide their roster is that their product could be a lot more must-see than it is. Yeah. If they went balls out, like, man, it would be killer every single week. But Vince is Vince. Um, so it would be interesting to see what would happen if WWE stepped up their creative mm-hmm. Because then everybody else would step it up too. I mean, you mm-hmm. see AEW, they're doing their darndest right now yeah. to bring only the best. Um, and, you know, I know those, the dudes at, at, at NXT also, they're really bringing everything they have. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'd really like to, to get to an attitude era level of actual excitement in tuning in. Definitely, definitely. That's what I want to see. And I think that boils down exclusively to the creative aspect of things. Mm-hmm. So we're not there quite yet, but I think there's a lot of pieces in place for something really special to happen. Yeah. 
Uh, next got a question from Joshua Martinez. Hey, friendos. So with AEW Dark becoming like a pretty good show to watch, um, you know, some the matches there do kind of reflect what happens on actual TV, and they have pretty good matches on there. Uh, how do you see that affecting AEW's plans to possibly have a second show on TV? I would think it would be on TBS. Um, do you think they should bring AEW Dark to TBS on tape delay, or do you think they should just make a whole new show for TBS and keep Dark on YouTube? Uh, be interested to know what you guys think. Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Go ahead, Steve. Man, so I don't. I don't want any. I hope they don't do a second show. I man, I don't think I haven't heard that either. I think that'd be a terrible idea because, like, uh, it's just it's too much. Yeah, it's overexposing that's the product. One thing I love, I love about NWA Power, especially like these past two weeks. Like the first episode was like, okay, this is cool, but I kind of want to see how this is going to pan out over the next couple of weeks, and it's. It's so much fun, that show. Everybody's having so much fun. And it's one hour. Something like this past week, it was like 47 minutes. And you get everything you need in that one hour. Limited recaps, but they're there if you need them. Um, the promos are outstanding on power. Um, and the, the the roster is terrific. It mm -hmm. really is. Um, with AEW, you need to watch Dynamite. If you want the characters more fleshed out, you should be watching Being the Elite. Um, and then, of course, there's Dark, where week to week, they've had match of the week candidates. Yeah. Um, I mean, this week or last week, they had Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. I think yeah. this week, Janela fights somebody else. I forget who. Uh, Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler. Um, so, you know, you might want to be watching that as well. And again, that's you're looking at three hours and like 20 minutes if you count Being the Elite as your weekly, if you want everything from yeah. AEW, that's, that's a bit much. Mm -hmm. That's a bit much. Mm -hmm. um, so in my opinion, sort of, you know, the, the more economy you can use with your storytelling, the better off you're going to be. Um, that's why I like power so much. Uh, and again, you can, you know, if you only want to watch dynamite, you only, you only need to watch yeah, dynamite. That's all, all you need to watch. Yeah. But if you want to, the, the characters fleshed out instead of them fleshing them out during that two hour broadcast, they're fleshing them out other places. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I don't think they should do a second show. Keep dark on YouTube. Uh, you know, use that to build up because that's on the same channel. YouTube channels being the elite, I think, isn't it? No. Being it's the elites on being the elite, uh, darks on the AEW. Oh, wow. YouTube okay. Channel. Where they do the road two uh, stuff? Uh, are, do they? Do they? Are they? Do they still do weekly road twos, regardless of the pay per view? I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, you're you're right. Keep dark on YouTube. Build up that channel. Build up that platform. Um, if I've learned anything through doing what we do, is that diversification is key. Um, you don't re want to rely solely on one platform to get your content out there. You got to have various avenues uh, for people to watch your stuff. Um, if you, 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 you just think, okay, we're going to put all our content up on TV. You lose one of those deals. Uh, it's, then it's a whole house of cards crashing down on you. Um, keep dark on YouTube and it's way too early for a second broadcast show. Uh, I don't know if the depth of talent is quite there yet. Um, in five, 10 years, if they're a thriving wrestling company and they think that there's the, 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 the depth of talent, never do it. No, I don't think they should either. They but, don't never, never. Do. Um, uh, then, if if it's economically viable and creatively viable, sure, but not anytime soon. 
So Shot of Brandy is on mm-hmm. uh, the All Elite uh, Wrestling channel. They've got exclusives from like dark segments on the yeah. show on Dynamite, Dynamite previews. Some little segments, the little segments, the Cody video there. package. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. They've got little recap things here. So yeah, I Maybe don't know. Maybe the road two stuffs on the Nightmare Family channel. <laughs> There's so many channels out now. I know. Yeah. Like, like here's the thing: when you say when you say you shouldn't rely on a single platform, <laughs> they really should have migrated being the elite to to all elite wrestling. You know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's their, it's their business. It's working really well. Yeah. I'm just saying from my point of view, look, it's easy enough to you just subscribe to it and hopefully you'll get a notification. Well, they could do is Maybe it, that's what you should be doing because we don't get notifications. Is, the, start a second is you uh, do it to timed exclusive. You have it on being the Elite's channel first and like two days later you put it on there. Yeah. Something like that. Something like or, that. Or a bridge version, something. They're still figuring. We're all still figuring exactly. it out. Uh, next, got a question from Andy Nero. Hey, friendos. Uh, it's been a while since I uh, had a match chat question, uh, so I've uh, got one for you today. Um, who is most improved? Carmella or Baron Corbin? Thanks, Rados. Bye. Thank you, Andy Nero. Thank you, Andy Nero. I'm going to say Baron Corbin. Okay. And this is why. Why have I uh, If you're talking strictly in-ring performance as far as wrestling, Carmella's probably the answer. Even going way back to her days in NXT, she was really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. She's always been really good on the mic. She's mm-hmm. gotten even better yeah. uh, since she got brought to Maine. In NXT, Baron Corbin had one thing, a cool finish. Dude, his wrestling has not changed all that It actually much. has changed a lot. His, re- his pace on. is way his, fast. Watch, watch it. His pace was fast. That was his whole gimmick in NXT. Not a, was in the early days. Big guy that can move fast. Uh, he that was, was his plotting. thing. He had like three moves and oh, a cool I finish. Oh, I disagree. I remember some of his matches where I was like, this is maybe against Bullfit. You remember that dude? Yeah, I remember Bull Fit. But yeah. then, like uh, six months later, it seemed like he was on, uh, 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 Baron's on the main roster. Yeah, he has he has improved a lot in the ring. His character has his, his character. His in ring ability has improved a lot. Nah, I don't know. A lot. I disagree. A lot. Watch some of his stuff uh, like a month or two before he got called up. It was I did. Plotting. I did. I know. I watched a lot of it too. It yeah. was plotting. It was boring. It wasn't that great. Oh, I disagree completely. It was plotting. Way too many squash matches where he throw a couple punches and then end of days, and that was it. Um, his character work has improved a ton. His mic work has improved a lot. His mic to, work has. He yeah. used to be one of the worst trash talkers I have ever heard. Yeah. He was horrible. I'm not sure he's all that better at trash. But I feel like he's more there. aware of his own limitations. Yeah. And therefore just focuses on his strengths rather than uh, worrying about his, or you know, showcasing his weaknesses whatsoever. Yeah. I think as an all-around performer, um, I feel like Baron has grown more. Mm-hmm. Not taking anything away from Carmella. Like I said, in terms of, of what goes on in the ring, she's improved a ton. She's improved a lot. She's improved more than probably Baron has in that one capacity. But uh, I just feel like in terms of, of, of everything that it takes to be a pro wrestler, Baron had more 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 to learn and more more to improve at yeah, than I Carmella did. I don't know. So I feel like Baron I just I take a look at I take a look at what Carmella did. Has, is it does in the ring now, which I think is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And I think she can hang with the. We saw we've seen that before. Where she's been able to hang with the horsewomen. And then if you take a look at her character work uh, from when she was champion, I thought there was a sea change there from where she was before, both in wrestling and on the mic. And I kind of feel like Baron Corbin is still Baron Corbin from NXT, except he's really good. 
uh, he's really improved on the microphone in those long ass segments. He knows how to milk the crowd, but wrestling wise, I don't really see, I don't think there's like a huge difference there. I really don't. Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, next up, Stephen M has a question about the Friendoverse. Mm. Hold on, guys. Stephen M here with my match chat question. I'm going to try and get them back to be weekly. So I want you to book a Friendoverse gauntlet match pay per view. So one men's match, one women's match, and one tag team match. And just from everybody in the Friendoverse, like maybe six teams or people in each match. And maybe take it each, like huge book three, and show us super book best and book me strong boys. So, too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Go ahead. Uh, well, of course, I've got a love hate relationship with the Discord. I love to hate them. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, and so, I'm going to go with the Discord beat the clock challenge. All right. I'm not sure if any of those Discord people know how to read time. Oh, my goodness. Be it on a digital clock or like on a long, the hands, one with the hands on it analog whatever you call it anyways yeah I, so they're not going to even know how to do it so it you know what the discord beat the clock challenge would be like it'd be like the wwe 2k20 game a giant glitch filled mess yeah um uh, i want to do a gauntlet match to see who uh, is a true champion of of therathabata's friendo fantasy football league oh no this is an upstart league it's a long-term keeper type situation uh a lot last one season we'll see about that less than no, it'll last the whole season at least. Uh, like many uh, new leagues, there's some growing pains. Do you know how to guarantee that league will last more than the season? You become commissioner. No, we have this match. Can we get that? Can we get no. that going? Raise right, your fine. hand have if you want to be commissioner. Raise your hand. Ugh. How about this? Whoever wins this match is, is commissioner. Uh, yeah, so we need to rig it so that you will win it. No no Montreal screwjob situation here. I don't want to be commissioner. As long anyway. as it's not Zach Stoltz. It's going to be a, a finger poke of doom situation with whoever I'm in, in, in the, the ring against. Luisa, no interest. Luisa no Reza sent in a text, a text a chat text question. Text question. Would AEW be better if they had started, let's say, five years ago under the exact same circumstances? Before people like Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, et cetera, et cetera, had signed with WWE, or maybe even 10 years ago. Well, the problem is that the, these set of circumstances didn't exist five years ago or 10 years ago. This is the perfect storm, yep. if you will, of uh, a the, the seeds, the genesis, if you will, of a new wrestling promotion. You had uh, a, a collective of wrestlers in the elite who had found the algorithm for social media dominance, mm -hmm. for independent entrepreneurship, Meanwhile, you have a super rich son of a billionaire who uh, is really into wrestling, really saw what the elite had to offer. Uh, you had TNT, apparently people over there willing to take the risk on wrestling again. Um, you had a bet being uh, proffered via Dave Meltzer on Twitter. Uh, you had Ring of Honor suckers willing to help out the elite create their own competition. Yeah, more or less. None of these, these, this, this is such a specific and insane set of circumstances, which has led us to where we are today. It never, nothing would have, would have changed. I mean, yeah, some of these names back then, the big independent or the, the big names who were at, coming out of Impact or the indie ranks or whatever, yeah, they would have ended up with AEW, sure. Um, but, you know, this situation. It wouldn't have happened. Even five years ago, social media was way different than it is yeah. now or 12 months ago. Yeah, I mean, five years ago, as great as indie wrestling was and all the huge names that came out of the indie scene in the last five or 10 years, 
there never was the buzz like there about any of that, like there was about the elite. Not Just even close. Nothing close. Nobody. To it. Nothing close yeah. to it. Like I'd, I, even before we went to a PWG show, I'd heard for years about Pro Wrestling Grill. I, I knew what it was. I knew they put on great shows. But even all the awesome stuff Ring of Honor was doing in, in the in the mid late aughts, mm-hmm. like they were doing great stuff. You'd hear about it, but never did it get to the point where, wow, you can find a Smojo T-shirt and Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So it's just it's just it's, it's lightning in a bottle. You said perfect storm. Things just happened. Everything fell into place at the right time. They were really good at marketing themselves. They were putting on incredible matches. I think also people were looking for a real viable alternative to the WWE action. They've been, they've been seeing the same WWE action they've been seeing on TV for the last 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I mean, if, if the, I that guess, was easily kind of easy to get, I guess if the question is if, if AEW somehow had started five years ago, let's say somehow there was a perfect storm or TNT, yeah. uh, a billionaire got together and started snatching up names. And then the Mount Rushmore wrestling at Kevin Owens of the young bucks and the young bucks, Adam Cole, uh, and then like Samoa Joe, uh, which I think you probably left impact around then. It was uh, 2014. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I mean, would the current, would the crop of NXT guys who started getting signed five years ago, if they were the AEW core, along with guys like Kenny Omega and then like, I guess, Cody, I mean, would they be, I don't know. I mean, they still, the bottom line is AEW was a truly organic groundswell that started with the young bucks and Kenny and their YouTube channel. That's where it started. Like it, it, it had this grassroots, that thing that just carried them. I'll say completely. this, uh, the Lariato Twitter account, uh, didn't start until 2015. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I feel like, uh, Lariato should be getting a lot more credit for all this without spreading right all that, the, yeah. the, the gifts that he did mm-hmm. of, of, of all the awesome stuff at new Japan. Yeah. Um, who knows if it would have blown up quite like it did. Yeah. New Japan should never have like, they, they should never have told that guy to, to ease up on that because it keeps them interesting. It keeps them in the consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, got a couple more text questions here. Next from tiger mask, Tim Morris friend as you obtained the powers of the darkness, the darkness. from the undertaker, undertaker and used them to steal the moves of other wrestlers to create your own perfect wrestling. I'm done wrestling. I'm going to make my own wrestler. Now whose moves do you steal? You can have three signatures, one submission and one finisher. However, you can't both pick the same wrestlers move. This is what I got. Go ahead. Signatures. Walter chop. Is that a signature? Yeah, I guess for him it is. Signature, yeah. Cause he doesn't sort like the p- penultimate big move. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kota Ibushi Spirit Bomb. That was a good one. And then uh, Phoenix's Suicide Dive. Oh, that's a good one. My submission would be the bro mission. Because mm-hmm. not only the submission thing, you can also drop elbows on somebody. Finally, the finish is Claymore. Boy. That's an explosive move. You just, you've got the weakest lineup, man. No, man Compared to mine, listen to this. Yawn. Signature. you got the worst finish. Lash. Are you kidding me? This isn't the 80s anymore. This is all kayfabe. Last shot. Yeah, no one kicks v- out of Claymore anymore. Shush. Last shot, V1, right? That he that was good enough for Adam Cole to finish his way all the way up to NXT, and then he changed it to something else, which is kind of silly. So now it's a signature, though. Uh, number two. And now his finisher is, like, super weak. Number two, Okada's tombstone. Boom. I mean, it's a tombstone done by the greatest wrestler on the planet. Uh-huh. I win there. Next, Kenny's V trigger. That's the best signature oh. you have on your list. Well, I think the tombstone is. Uh, submission. Sharpshooter, as performed by Bret Hart, not the weak Scorpion Death Lock, performed by Sting. 
All right. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, look, man, if you're going to create the perfect wrestler, your finisher is Hogan's leg drop. If you have the power of Hogan's leg drop, oh, my God, you're winning everything. Everything. Did Rock kick out of the, the leg drop? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Him and Sid, the only people. Sid did. The only people ever to kick out. The fact that Sid kicked out of it just kind of really lowers it in my well, eyes. Well, that was just a botch anyways. That's because uh, Papa Shango came out three minutes late. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, a text question from the Hadley Doodley champ. He says, this question comes from Renegade Soul. And, and the question is, in a shocking twist, the 2020 elections are not for electing the President of the United States, but President of all of wrestling. Cool. Name any wrestling figures, uh, wrestlers, broadcasters, producers, etc., that would be the representative for the Democratic, Republican, Green Party, and any other respected third parties that would normally run an election. Who do you have, Steve? Well, we agree completely on the Green Party. Uh, you suggested Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That's, that's obvious. Uh, obviously, for the, the GOP, you got Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger. Apparently, the guy's like legitimately like a Trump guy. If you look at his Twitter feed, it's just full of that toxic freaking Trump crap. Uh, and then uh, for the Democratic Party, I'm going to go with Brandy Rhodes. Great answer. She's the C- Chief Brandy Officer. Chief Brandy Officer. Yeah, yes. there she is. Uh, I mean, if you take a man, if you take a look at that nightmare family, number one, you have to rebrand them, not the nightmare fa- family. Yeah. They have to go back to being like the dream family or something or yes. the American, American dream, dream family. family yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Cody, what a dashing first man he would make. Exactly. The dashing first man. Uh, and they got that great dog. Every great White House uh, 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 occupant has the uh, iconic, the iconic canine. Dog. Yes, of course. I don't think any dogs like this guy that's in now. He's expressed displeasure for dogs, so that obviously ain't got a soul. Uh, and so uh, I think Brandy would come in. She would bridge the partisan divide. She would lead this country to new and greater heights, and uh, it would be fantastic. It's a good answer. Yeah, it's a great answer. Great answer. I put Becky Lynch. Okay, cool. The man. Yeah. The man's in office. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Any particular reason why? No, I think it'd be really cool, man. That'd She's be cool. cool. That'd be She's cool. cool. That'd, be, that'd be potentially Seth would mm-hmm. be uh, first man. Mm-hmm. Not so cool. No, yeah. but rethink Becky, that one. Rethink. Becky's super cool. How about this? No, how about this? Huh? Charlotte, that way you have Andrade as the, the most dashing Latin lover first man ever. That'd be good. And then you got Ric Flair in there. Oh, gosh. Like, you know, going in the middle of a, of, a of, cabinet meeting, wooing it up. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Dirty Jake Hager with his stupid polo shirts. Anyways, that's it for... uh, Oh, cool. That's it for uh, Matt Chat, right? Is that what this is? Yeah, Yeah, Matt Chat, Chat, that's right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, 
You can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.